Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you're snacking on anything but tasty cake, you're making a huge miss cake. A fistful of chocolate-covered raisins, Miss Cake. A spoonful of peanut butter, bigger Miss Cake. Or the worst Miss Cake of all, your kid's Halloween candy, and it's April. If it's not Tasty Cake, it's a Miss Cake, because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty Cake, except no substitutes. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard. Joining me, as always, is Billboard.com senior editor, Katie Atkinson. Greetings, Katie. Greetings, Keith. How are you? Doing well, because today we've got must-hear music coming up with Billboard.com senior editor, Joe Lynch. Yeah. Yes, well, stay tuned for that in just a second because the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got must-hear music with Billboard.com senior editor Joe Lynch. Joe and the team will be chatting about new tunes from Blondie and more, so stay tuned for that in just a moment. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss an episode, and give us a rating or review while you're at it. If you have any questions for us, you can tweet us at Keith underscore Caulfield or KT Atkinson. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. Before we jump into must-hear music, since Blondie will be discussed in the segment, we thought it'd be fun to quickly chat about our favorite Blondie songs, or at least some of our favorite Blondie songs. Uh, Katie, do you have a personal favorite? Of course I do. T- tell me about it. <laughs> it's actually hard to pick, though, because I just love Blondie, and I especially love all of their singles. So um, I narrowed it down to Heart of Glass, which is one of those songs that I think actually a lot of the Blondie repertoire could be a hit today, especially that one. Yeah, you know, a lot of their music actually still sounds contemporary. I feel like you hear Call Me covers all the time. It's timeless. Yeah, exactly. So how about you, Keith? Um, Well, I love Call Me. Oh, yes. I have have a lot of favorites. Um, I love One Way or Another. Mm -hmm. I love, you know, I I love a lot of their music. Um, I love Call Me. And did you know that Blondie's only had four top 10 songs on the Billboard Hot 100, but all four of them hit number one? So, so they've had four number ones. Four number ones, and those were their only top ten. So That's crazy. So it was either like huge smash hit or it missed the top ten. So what were those number ones? They were Heart of Glass, Call Me, Rapture, 
and The Tide is High. And interestingly enough, those four songs are all pretty distinct in the genres that they cover. Uh, Card of Glass is a disco song. Uh, Call Me is a rock track. Uh, Rapture is a sort of a rap-inflected hip-pop song. And The Tide is High is actually a sort of a regified cover version of an older track. So, you know, they're covering all the bases. So what genre will Blondie be in next? Time to hear Must Hear Music and find out. Hello and welcome to the Must Hear Music podcast. My name is Joe Lynch and I am sitting here with Jason Lipschutz. What's up, man? And Lindsay Havens. Hello. What's up, guys? Hey, you know, not much. Oh, okay. That sounds exciting. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Moving right along. Uh, So in this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, Niall... Haran's Slow Hands, his sexy little jam that he's got out, uh, Perfume Genius's Wreath, LCD Sound System's uh, Return, they've uh, with new music, actually, um, a new song from Blondie, uh, Grizzly Bear is back, and a new song from Mac DeMarco. So let's, let's start with Niall, though. So this is... Let's uh, start with Niall. I described it as, just now as a sexy little slow jam from our boy Niall. Um, yeah. This is your pick, Jason. But, it is. Um, what, do you, uh, what do you think about this? So this is... Uh, we've, we've heard mo- from most of the 1D boys now. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're and, getting there. And uh, this is the follow-up to This Town, which was a kind of sparse acoustic number. And this is it's pretty different. Yeah, I mean, This Town was very much... Uh, it was it was actually a pretty big hit uh, if you think it's about it. It's still doing well on the radio, yeah. actually. And um, this is definitely a different direction. I think that it's definitely more interesting. Mm-hmm. This sound was was fine in, in the sense that it was it was like a it's fine like a Jason Mraz song was fine. It's like mm-hmm. I you know I don't dislike Jason Mraz songs. Right. Like you know if I hear I won't give up in in a mall I'll mm-hmm. I'll listen along I won't mind. <laughs> Same with this town. Uh, you like the, I like the little, like, every comes back to you. Yeah, that's a lovely. nice little It's a lovely moment. little hook. Uh, this is definitely more appealing to me in the sense that there's actually some risk involved. This mm-hmm. is Niall making, a, like, kind of a sex jam. And yeah. a pretty good one at that. It's it's basically his version of Nick Jonas's Jealous. And mm-hmm. Right, but I think instead of The weekend being the touchstone, like, John Mayer is more his... Yeah, but it's, it's still it's still veering into that kind of like sleek R and B area a little bit. Sure, I mean it's I'm not like, it's more not, rock. It's not like I a, guess really. I, I think the production is is pretty pop, like with the kind yeah. of like chopped vocal and stuff. But I, I feel like the the sound basis of this is kind of more rock song than R and B, at least yeah, for me. But maybe I mean we can it, physically fight about this. Yeah, <laughs> we definitely will. Uh, no, I think I think that there's a, a little bit of a danger in our boy Nile that I didn't know was lurking, and I I enjoy it. It's 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 a fun. It's it's definitely replayable, um, in, in the in a way that I don't think this town was. Mm-hmm. And I think instead of like heartfelt, it's it's nice to add like a a, a different more adult dimension to him. Totally, so, yeah, well, I what, recommend it. What do you think, Lindsay, about this? I I wouldn't recommend it. Ooh. <laughs> I'm. Sorry to throw you under the bus there. I'm not a huge fan of this. Um, And it's hard not to sort of compare him to the other 1D solo artists right now, Zane and Harry, who are doing so well, specifically Harry, who I'm now a huge fan of. Yeah. But he's just the least interesting to me of them, like in terms of his 
personality from what I've seen from him and his uh, music. Have you seen the 1D documentary? Because when that ended, no. I was Did he like... have a shining moment? I kind of liked Niall the most after watching that, actually. So that's what I'm doing tonight, I guess. All right. Yeah. I mean, you missed it in 3D, so what's the point? But True. Wasn't but, there two documentaries? That, that's so crazy to Were there two in-theater documentaries? <laughs> I, I think, don't think so. I think there were two documentaries. I'm going to look this like up while, while you I'm continue bashing I'm pretty sure Morgan Niall. Spurlock <laughs> did the 3D one of Super Size yeah, Me fame. which was great. Yeah. Which is quite a, a turnaround uh, stylistically. Um, but so you don't you don't dig this. You don't... It's, it's okay. I feel like I've heard it so many times before. It just sounds like several other songs to me yeah and it's sort of easy to get lost in that it, it just doesn't stand out and you noticed something interesting about this song i did that indeed. i wanted to prod um, you to talk about the the little high-pitched woo sounds can you do almost again? identical no i cannot it was a one-time thing um it sounds almost identical to the high-pitched woo in Katy perry's chain to the rhythm Yes. Oh, wow. I even sent you the time marks to listen. You did, yeah. Let me see if I can call it. I think it was at 107 in the Nile song. There's like a kind of vocodery, like, woo. Or, there but, we go. <laughs> but cooler. But better. And, um, and in the Katy Perry song, maybe at like the 54 second mark. Something like that. Um, there's a, a similar one. And, the, you know, they're not exactly the same, but it's like, it's similar enough. That's definitely like this kind of, like, we've talked about it before, like um, recently the whole like, vocodery voice as an instrument in the background is becoming a thing now um and i think this like woo is now like another one of these like little yeah. trends and tricks that people are using they're like hey that was yeah. on a different hit song so let's put it on this song like and- signals right before the chorus is about to start almost yep. yeah um yeah. by the way there were two one direction <laughs> films what uh, both theatrical releases i don't think one was a the i think one of them was not but um one Direction, This Is Us, and then One Direction, Where We Are, both films. I saw This Is Us. I don't think I saw Where We Are. Uh, where We Are seems to be a... Yeah, I, they're both, I guess, concert films, but yeah, there you go. Good, All, right. Good All right. I have some catching up to do. Yeah, sure do. <laughs> um, I'm, I actually really like this. I mean, I, I kind of... Um, I hear what you're saying, Lindsay, but mm-hmm. I, I just think it's, it's a good... I think it's a good direction for him. I like uh-huh. that it's... Um, I don't know. Like you said, you know, it's it's sexy, but it's it's not like forcing it in a yeah. way. Like I feel like it's it's really easy for someone in a boy band um, or really any band when they kind of like come out and like want to announce their personality to like go too far in one way. Um, you know, certainly like we've seen many Disney stars who like when they like want to announce their adult, do it by becoming like sexy and they go in this like absolute extreme like leather latex and like nothing <laughs> wrong with that. But like sometimes you can tell it's like fake like you're like they're not really into that they're doing it Mm -hmm. just to kind of like distance themselves and i like that niall has gone in kind of like a more i can't believe i'm going to say this with the one direction member in a more erotic direction (laughs) but in a pretty like organic (laughs) way like it's it's not over the top it's not bludgeoning you over the head with it it's not Um, it's not his dirty Exactly. Featuring Red Man. It's not his dirty featuring <laughs> Red Man. There's just that one weird line about sweat on laundry where I'm kind of yeah. like, are they like boning on the laundry or like, <laughs> okay, gross, whatever. I, I, I can't, I can't answer that. I don't know why you're looking at me. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. Why am I looking that. at you? Like, <laughs> I need some answers about this. Anyways, clean your clothes now. Um, all right, let's <laughs> listen to it. Uh, Niall Horan's uh, Slow Hands. Like a sweat dripping down my third and laundry. No, no chance that I'm leaving. 
Better or worse than Interpol slow hands? I'm gonna say better. I'm gonna say worse. But I'm I just gonna say worse. Yeah, I, I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah, you didn't like it, so shocking. Shocked. Yeah, shocked. Um, all right. Next up, let's talk about a Lindsay pick. So something you do like finally. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, LCD sound system called the police. Oh yeah. So these these guys went on like a what a four year hiatus? Five year. Yeah. Was it really five years though? Actually. Anyways, yeah. So they went like on a almost hiatus. Exactly five years. They came back. Um, they've been touring a bit. They're a fantastic live act. It's true. Um, but this is the first new song, Songza. They released two songs recently. We've heard from them, and they played them both on SNL. Uh, and you picked. It's called the Police in American Dream, and you picked Call the Police. But yeah. Let's talk about both. So we can talk about what, both. What are I mean, your thoughts on these? Well, first, it's crazy. It was their first time on SNL to me, um, mm-hmm. which is really surprising. But this song stood out as being the better of the two. The other one was just a little bit sleepy. Uh, this had more going on, but it didn't have that like big dance pop explosion that I wanted from them in terms of new music. But it was still really enjoyable, and I'm sure there'll be more of that to come on the album. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I, think, I mean, I would think but, it's like, what is LCD Sound System without some synth dance pop? Yeah, this one, I call the police. That was actually my least favorite of the two. Really? I preferred the sleepier one. I kind of like that it was just like more like vibey, moody LCD. And yeah. this one is like definitely in that kind of like rock ven- or vein. Right. But I, I don't know if it does it. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. But I it just don't think it like doesn't rock hard enough. And it's also not catchy enough. And like what you're saying, there's not like that great explosive moment. Like the first song on their last full album, This Is Happening, has a really slow build with a great bass line and some synths, and then it just, like, explodes. And when it does, it's just, like, absolutely every time it's, like, makes you, like, give you shivers. Mm-hmm. And this, and I'm not expecting this to be, like, as good as one of their best High ever expectations. moments. But it is, it, it could use, like, what you're saying, like, that kind of, like, key moment where you're, like, like, oh, man, like, this is awesome. And it, right. I, to me, it doesn't have it. But, I don't know, what did you think, Jason? Well, I don't know if you guys know this. But I'm uh, a big LCD sound system hater. What? I did not know that. Yeah, wow. I, I didn't know you could hate anything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is the thing. Is I'm usually very positive. Uh, I am not a fan. The, the thing is, I, I saw them a bunch of times live last year, just at festivals, mm-hmm, and I really they were at everyone. Them. They were at literally every festival. I think I saw them th- at least three times last year. Yeah, yeah, it was three times last year. And, and they played your wedding too, right? They played my wedding. <laughs> yeah, they played Against North American will. Scum at my wedding. No, <laughs> nice. that's, that's yeah. true. Uh, no, they, I saw them and I, I, I think they're a great live band. I just, um, I can't take them on, on like their albums. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, I think I really like their first album, but it's not really an album. It's kind of like a collection of singles and then mm-hmm. some other songs. Um, Sound of Silver and, uh, this is happening. I just, I don't care for them at all. Like mm-hmm. it just, I, I, yeah, not a fan. So, um, I was like coming into these songs, I was like, Ah, I wonder if I'm still not a fan of, of like their studio <laughs> output. And it is true. I'm still not great. a fan of their studio <laughs> output. I'd love to see these songs live. I think they'd be great. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know what that disconnect is. But just like I think in the live setting, there's so much less focus on Murphy. And I think that like mm-hmm. as a band, they operate so well together live. Um, but when it's... Uh, like their album he's so in the forefront and i just don't like care for his 
like you know his lyricism and and mm. his his song and his songwriting and his his vocal delivery i just it's not for me what did he ever do to you i know <laughs> i mean i think i think it's because like I, I i decided at some point that they were ripping off the talking heads so hard that okay. i i couldn't take mm. them you can I mean, you can a, disagree they're but, an influence i don't know about ripping off yeah so hard. i yeah i mean i just like i i can't i was never i'm not a fan but you know what? Uh, I I think they're I, yeah. I'm gonna see them live. They're at uh, Pitchfork Fest this year, so I will. Surprise! I will see them live. Surprise! Yeah. I will definitely be seeing them live again, and I'll probably be seeing these songs, and I'll probably enjoy them. Mm-hmm. But I do not enjoy listening to them on the record. Mm-hmm. I am what, a hater. Good to know. What did you think of their SNL performance, Lindsay? Sort of the same thing in terms of the songs. I I wanted a little bit more just because they usually do such a great job live. But then again, when you're limited to that small stage, Mm -hmm. how much can you really do, I guess? Yeah. And I think a huge part of their live show is like seeing the audience react to it. Mm -hmm. You couldn't get that from the clips that I watched. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a notoriously difficult stage to play. Right. Um, Some critics, um, meaning my parents, were really not into their performance. I would say unimpressed. And they thought the keyboard player's dancing was too weird and distracting. Mm. So, there you go. Mr. Mrs. Lynch. Gene and Brian, not a big fan (laughs) of LCD on SNL. Get them on the podcast, man. One of these days. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, listen to a little bit of its LCD sound system. What did I just say? <laughs> sound system. LCD sound oh, system. LCD sound system called the police. All right, that was LCD Sound the System. Um, and next up, let's talk about one of my picks. So Perfume Genius uh, has a new album called No Shape. It is so fantastic. Uh, the song I picked is Wreath. Um, the, the first song we heard from it, Slip Away, has this incredible video. It's so gorgeous. It's so beautiful where he's wearing this like pink ruffled shirt, kind of like an old um, French Rococo painting. Um, and anyway, so this new one, or it's not a single, but Wreath is probably, other than Slip Away, my favorite on the record. Um, it's just, I think it's such a good example of what he does so beautifully, which is take these, um, like a lot of instruments, there's a lot going on in this song. There's a, the piano is kind of clanging randomly in the background. There's a guitar riff, but it's not the center of the song. Usually if you have like you know, an indie project like this, if there's a guitar riff, the guitar riff is what the song is centered on. Mm -hmm. That's not the case here. It's just, it's kind of part of the mix. Um, It's really just kind of a textural song where his voice is the only thing that feels upfront. Everything else feels kind of um, filtered as if you're like listening to a piano in one corner of a room. And, you know, even the background vocals seem kind of like filtered through water or something. Um, it's just his voice, which is the only thing which is, like, warm and upfront, And even that is, like, presented in a, a pretty interesting way. I think, was, was I talking about with you, like, almost, like, his voice on this album versus the past record, Too Bright, is a little Elliot Smith-ish. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, like, kind of, like, quaver in his yes. voice. Like, there's some uncertainty and, like, emotional, you know, woundedness. Um, and then in the background, there's his own voice being layered in kind of this, like, Wow, someone's like, I think we have a ghost smacking against <laughs> it's our the fans, wall. Actually, fans are just breaking down the door to yeah. get in here. 
Um, and then, so his vocals in kind of this like beautiful like Elliot Smith mode, but then the background vocals are very like cranberries esque with these ya yas being layered onto each other. Um, so there's a lot going on, but it all has like a lot of room to breathe, which is an interesting like production trick that most people just kind of can't master. Like usually they have a lot going on, it kind of just melts together in this like wall of sound, and that's its own thing. Um, but I love just that every instrument and every piece of this song just feels like it has so much space. Um, it's just really beautiful, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of this song and this album. Uh, what did you guys think? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm a big Perfume Genius fan. Uh, I have a Perfume Genius little poster at my cubicle, which I'm, I'm proud mm-hmm. to have. He hasn't noticed that one. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. what can I say? From too, from too Bright, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I love what he's doing with his album. Yeah, I, I'm glad you picked Wreath because I definitely think it's a standout. I, I mm-hmm. think that it's just like there are moments where the album kind of swoons away from uh, the more accessible stuff. Obviously, I think it, it's successful across the board, but I like when he really dives back in um, with like Slip Away or, or Wreath and it's just like kind of this like maximalist like pop approach. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I can't wait to see this album live. Has he played any any shows yet? I feel like he has not. I don't think not. so. Yeah, and I, I think the New York show is coming up in a little mm-hmm. bit. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's going to be Let's go see crazy it. packed. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of become like a like a pitchfork star kind yeah. of, um, which uh, become, becomes kind of more and more rare where it's mm-hmm. like not really ever going to cross over to the mainstream but has right. this kind of rarefied like super respected uh yeah. indie cred so yeah i i listened to this album straight through for the first time yesterday and uh, i was really blown away um and Lindsay, yes. what did what did you think about you, this song well you spoke to you spoke to him that's um, cool it's a little insider info Ooh. from me uh his boyfriend alan actually sings on this track and, oh, really? and on the track die for you um so that's fun that's cool. Yeah, but I like that you mentioned space because I found it really interesting. He said when he was writing the album, he wrote it with nothing but his piano, and he intentionally left the song with a lot of that space because he mm-hmm. knew he wanted to have like these crazy production elements that he'd never done before. And then he sort of brought like those sparse versions of the songs to the studio, and then he would let Blake Mills just like go at it, and he would kind of have to step back, which was new for him, he was saying. Mm-hmm. And That's he would cool. Be, yeah, and like he said... He would be super confused and, like, not sure what was going on, and he'd give it 30 minutes and hear it and be like, this is incredible. Right. And how was he interviewing? I love talking to him. He yeah. was really great, yeah. Um, talked about his dog and how his dog is really present. Now that's something, <laughs> <laughs> now that's something that he's working on. Um, present, like, in the moment? Yeah. I don't know if the dog was also a present. Okay. But kind of like a woke dog. Yeah, really. totally. That's that, cool. That's what he was saying, I think. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I didn't uh, no, please. I was just I was just gonna say well, one of my favorite interviews. I've only interviewed him one time, but uh, one of my favorite interviews I ever did was was with Mike uh, from Perfume Perfume Genius because literally we we talked about his funniest tweets. Um, he's so great on Twitter. He's so funny. Yeah. So um, I just want to bring up a couple of them. Now they're a couple of years old. This is from April 2015. Um, and it was literally just me like reading his tweets and me and him being like <laughs> explaining what they were. Um, one of them, one of my favorites is guy just slowed his car, comma, rolled down his window and asked me if I had any gray poupon. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one is, uh, <laughs> oh, hang on. Um, 
Uh, one is just uh, at Costco thinking about pink. And, <laughs> he was, and I asked That's her. Like, real yeah. life. Yeah. He was like, he was like, they were playing a, a pink song. I just was in Costco and I just started thinking about the artist Pink. So That's anyway, awesome. uh, follow him on Twitter. Such a relatable moment. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, yeah, hilarious, hilarious dude, and and really like brilliant songwriter. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, all right. Well, let's listen to it. Um, Perfume Genius Wreath. All right, that was new Perfume Genius. Um, before we talk about um, another one, there was actually one thing I wanted to give a quick shout-out to. Someone drew my attention to this on Twitter recently. Oh, um, so as you guys know, I'm a big Drag Race fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the key moments of Season 9 of RuPaul's Drag Race happened in the... It's called Untucked. They air on YouTube after every episode. It's kind of like bonus content. Cool. Ooh. And there was this great moment where one of the queens, Aja, a New York queen... Um, calls out Valentina, who is another queen I love. Like she's given, she did an incredible Madonna look. You know the Madonna look, um, where Madonna's naked doing the um, hitchhiking on the side of the highway. Mm-hmm. So she did that as a runway look, like with sensor bars, like over the appropriate parts. It was just like absolutely astounding. Anyways, so the music tie-in here. There is a music tie. Well, Madonna's music, obviously. Okay. Um, but there's a great moment where, um. They're asking Valentina what the judges said to her, and Aja cuts in and is just kind of, like, making fun of Valentina. She's like, the the judges love you. Like, they're just always like, oh, you smiled. Oh, you look like Linda Evangelista. Like, very, like, taunting her. Uh Um, And this has become, like, kind of like a Twitter, a very minor Twitter meme in a niche (laughs) sense. Um, But someone, Adam Joseph, took this and put it to music. Um, this sound clip and it's hysterical and it is available on iTunes and the money <laughs> uh, goes to LA um, a youth center a lesbian and uh, gay youth center so it's a cool thing I love that someone did this it's called Linda Evangelista named after That's the famous hilarious. model must hear music um, I love it, it is on YouTube it is pretty awesome so check that out um, but let's talk about another one of your picks Lindsay uh, Mac okay. DeMarco the song is Dreams from Yesterday I well, what did you what do you think like about this? Oh, I feel like you're about to Ooh, go down some no. negative paths. No, there. I, I was I'm am not. I would okay. never. All right, um, I'm really impressed with this album from him. I think it shows like the most growth in terms of his songwriting, and specifically this song. I just found it really interesting, and I also spoke with him. So I was asking him like, it sounds like you have regrets, or you're sort of thinking about how you would have done things differently if you had the chance. And he was explaining like that's not it at all. It's sort of like a check-in point almost to just like take a moment and step back and like think about like the dreams that you did have yesterday and where you are at now and if you're sort of aligning with what you want for yourself. Mm-hmm. I would, well, one, are you just using this podcast as an opportunity to say who you spoke with? Yes, this wow. is also known as the Lindsay Interviewed Podcast. Nice, perfect. <laughs> um yeah, I will say, and I don't mean this in any shady sense, but, like, I liked Mac DeMarco when he came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of, like, a lot of people in that vein, like, I was like, okay, I kind of get what's going on. Right. And after a while, I was like, I feel like I'm getting a lot of the same thing, and I became less interested. 
I really do like the song you singled out, though, Dreams from Yesterday. It has kind of an islandy calypso vibe, but in the sense of, like, back in the 1950s when people would kind of, like, I guess appropriate, basically, the island sounds for, like, you know, like, basically, like, vocal pop singers who would normally kind of sing jazz or something Mm -hmm. like that would do a one-off album of, like, calypso-flavored tunes. And this kind of reminds me of that, but in a good sense. Um, we talked about this, there's kind of that, like, the percussion in the background is just this very, like, minimal, like, wood-on-wood, kind of, like, hollow percussive sound. Um, I think it's really cool, though. I really like this song and this sound, and um, he is a great songwriter and a great... Yeah, and I totally get, like, that's the most common criticism he gets, that every song sounds the same, and I completely get that and kind of agree, but that's why I think, like, this album in particular, the songwriting is sort of what is moving him forward here. Yeah. I th- yeah, I thought it was good. What did what do you think, Jason? Yeah, I I as we were talking about yesterday, and I'm sorry, Lindsay. Another uh, I'm going to totally hate fine. on another one. Um, not a not a huge Max Marco guy. Um, I, I thought the song was was very like in his mode mm-hmm. of singer songwriter, very kind of lurching and uh, like pretty good live guy. Like I've seen him live a couple times, yeah. um, but it's just not, I don't really connect with his songwriting, but you know, I'm glad you, I'm glad you guys enjoy. Sorry. Well, thank you. Sorry guys. <laughs> All right. Well, let's listen to Max Marco. So we have one thumbs up, one thumbs down and somewhere in the middle. One right uh, in mine the is middle. like close to totally up. Oh, okay. like a 1.75 out of three. It's like a, a three. yeah, 45 degree angle. Sure. It works. I'll take it. Um, All right. Well, let's listen to it. Max Marco dreams from yesterday. And no amount of tears All right, that was New Mac DeMarco. Uh, Jason, we have a Grizzly Bear. New yeah. Song Three Rings. So this is the Jeez first bear. we've heard from them in a while, right? Since I think 2011 or 2012. It's one been, of been a minute. Yeah. I think 2012. 2012. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been almost five years uh, since the since Shields. And uh, I'm a, I'm definitely a Grizzly Bear guy. Mm-hmm. What can I say? Are you are you are you a Grizzly a I love Grizzly, grizzly gal? Bear. I'm a Grizzly You're a Grizzly gal. Man. <laughs> a Grizzly gal. Yeah. Um, Your Cubs didn't love their la- didn't <laughs> I also didn't love their the their last album, but uh, I really like what they're doing on Three Rings. Definitely sounds like th- they listened to a lot of Radiohead in the last five mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. and are just kind of like in that mode of kind of sprawling, like thoughtful. Uh, alternative rock and I'm I'm definitely here to hear more of it um yeah I don't really have much more to say it's just a a really solid grizzly bear song yeah I was what did you think about um, it are you a big fan yeah I am and I really did like the song and they had a super long Facebook post I don't know if either of you saw it I did see this yeah as yeah I wanted to point this out because a lot of people were like oh you're teasing us with like these short Instagram (laughs) clips of this song just put it out and they were explaining like it's so layered and there's so much to it that I mean who knows if this was like nothing but lies but they're like (laughs) we're trying to help you guys appreciate the song by breaking it down a little bit more which like sure that's interesting if it's true because there's a lot going on which is why I'm such a fan yeah, it's very intricate. Um, there's definitely, I even wrote down in my notes, a lot going on here. A lot going on. Um, I do feel like this is one of those things where you listen to it a few times and then you sort of get it. Like you don't mm-hmm. maybe get it upon first listen. But like Grizzly Bear can totally get away from, or get away with that. Like they've right. proven themselves to be kind of like, I mean, without like overstating it, like kind of geniuses in the like 
world of indie album making. And um, so, it's, yeah, they're like whatever they do, it's like I will listen to it. I will give it several listens to kind of let it fully sink in. Um, but I'm interested. I'm very interested in where this is going. Uh, so it's Three Rings, Grizzly Bear, and maybe it's just because Rings is in the title, but some of the, like, humming in the background, the, like, <laughs> like very vocal, low, like, reminds me of, like, Lord of the Rings. Like, some of the music, like, when, like, orcs are, like, doing some, like, works in the background, it's like, mmm, or something like that. Wow, pretty <laughs> weird. Um, I, for, when this first song, this song first came out, I thought it said Three Kings, mm-hmm. and there's a Rick Ross, Jay-Z, <laughs> Dr. Dre song called Three Kings. I was like, Wow. I wonder if Grizzly Bear covered that song. They did not, and it's not called mm-hmm. Three Kings, but I can always dream. Yeah, what could have <laughs> been? Maybe one day. <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> All right, well, let's listen to Grizzly Bear's not Rick Ross cover, uh, Three Rings. All right, that was New Grizzly Bear. Um, and next and last, we're going to talk a little bit about Blondie. So um, Blondie released a new album, Pollinator, recently, which has collaborations with a bunch of um, like genre and generation-spanning people like Sia, Charlie XCX, Joan Jett, Laurie Anderson. Uh, the song I picked is called Long Time, and it is co-written with Dev Hines, who is the main mastermind behind Blood Orange, which is um, the, you know, kind of like alt- PBR&B project, uh, Critic, Critical Darling. I absolutely love Blood Orange. Me too. Uh, I didn't know that. It's a little fun fact. Well, that's, that's, it's a very, very <laughs> it's fun fact. for. <laughs> and that's, that's what it is. Uh, so this, this song um, I picked, Long Time, has kind of a disco-y start. Um, you know, Blondie, obviously one of their, well, their, their most famous song is Heart of Glass, which um, hit number one on the Billboard 100 and famously fused kind of punk and new wave and disco at a time when these were seen as like disparate sounds it brought them all together um the drumming the kind of four on the floor disco drumming is kind of brought back on this song long time but it's it's definitely more in the like new wave synth realm um i was lucky enough to get to interview debbie harry about their new album um she said that originally she and dev hines wrote this song and she kind of thought it would be for blood orange um, he didn't end up doing anything with the song, so when they were working on the new album, um, she reached out and was like, hey, can I have the song? And he was like, sure. <laughs> so most of the album was written for this album. This is a song that kind of like snuck in as kind of just like an extra oddity. Um, but I think it's really good. I mean, Blondie is like, of all those bands, you know, there are many bands, most bands really, who were classic at one point are like touring still. Yeah. And most of them aren't releasing great records. This is a really good album. It's like very solid and very fun. Um, and I think Long Time is one of the highlights. But what did you think about it, Linz? I would agree with that. Um, I did really like this song. I want to go listen to it again, like picturing Dev Hines singing it now. Because mm-hmm. that would be very different. But yeah, I mean, it's a perfect comeback song. Like Long Time, haha. Yeah. It's been a while. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's... They've definitely had polished songs in the past, but, like, the influence of Sia and Charlie XCX is, like, very apparent to me just in terms of how polished, like, pop-driven the album is. Mm-hmm. And I'm such a huge fan of, like, the screamish parts of Blondie songs. Yeah. Like, Hanging on the Telephone, for some oh, reason, is my favorite song. Blondie song. Yeah. And, like, I just love... Good choice. Like, yeah. I love the 
almost like aggression in her voice on that. Right. And so I wanted a little bit of that here. You wanted a little more like screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Like feisty. A little more attitude, like right. rip her to shreds. Totally. Yeah. Um, no, I can see that. Then totally. again, she's what, like 71 now? <laughs> right. Like you can't, like, you can't expect her to be screaming her head off. At, you can't do she, that. She's for... found her peace. She has nothing right. more to scream about. Exactly. She probably meditates. I don't know. Right. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, I'm so, I, I love this one. Um, I hear what you're saying, but yeah, let's, let's listen to it. So, uh, it is Blondie, long time from new album, Pollinator. All right, that is all we have for this week. So um, if you have any recommendations, please tweet them at us. Um, We will be back pretty soon with uh, John Norris on the podcast. He did our Miley Cyrus cover story. Uh, She has a new song, Malibu, coming out, and we're going to be talking about his experience uh, in her studio. He heard some of the new albums, so we're going to be chatting about that. And um, other things, too. There'll be new Harry Styles. There's uh, the full Power Bottom albums coming out, so there's a lot of good stuff. Paramore, a lot of great stuff. Um, Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. See you soon. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.